Today on The Girl Defined Show, we're talking about the struggle we all face as Christian women to follow the word instead of the world and how God gives us the strength to live for him despite opposition. Hey, sisterhood. I'm Bethany Beal. And I'm Kristen Clark. We're sisters and the founders of Girl Defined Ministries. Honestly, I wonder if they can tell us apart at all. Like I can't we're tell talking. us apart. I'm like, is that me talking? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> okay, if you could tell us apart, go leave us a comment on our Instagram, at Girl Defined. Let us know if you can actually tell us apart. Like, tell who's talking right now. <laughs> I know. Whenever we do podcast interviews with, like, someone else, they always ask us, like, hey, can you just say, you know, this is Kristen before you share yes. something so that there's, like, clear, yeah. clarity on who's talking. So this is Bethany. Maybe this you is can Kristen. Listen extra. And honestly, I've got to be real, y'all. This is my first day of doing it's called like an elimination diet. And a lot of you know Ooh. I get really bad migraines. And so Dave, my husband, is doing it with me. And I'm so grateful because I'm not in it alone. But I'm trying to figure out like what triggers my migraines. And so you have to eliminate like a ton of stuff. And it's really not that painful, but I think it's just like the mental mentality. Like for the next <laughs> three to four weeks, I'm eliminating so many things. And so I immediately go into this mode where it's like, I am not able to eat anything, you know. It's yes. like <laughs> are you feeling Terrible. are you feeling hangry right now? Well, it's like I'm not even hungry, but just knowing that I can't go get a mocha or that I can't eat like a piece of chocolate just kind of makes me mad. It's just know? as soon as something's restricted, <laughs> yes. all you can think about is how you want to eat that delicious loaf of French bread, that exactly. chocolate that's on your counter left over from Christmas. Exactly. Or <laughs> you're not even doing coffee though, like caffeine. Well, not caffeine. I we are doing like or it has to be like organic Swiss water processed decaf, decaf. Okay. with just a splash of like almond milk. I can't have anything else um i'm and, proud of you okay actually it's kind of funny i don't need i don't really need hope this is not a true hard time okay. i have all the food that i need but we do have a free product that we want to give to you it's 15 verses to give you hope during hard times and i'm sure you actually have something that's actually hard happening in mm-hmm. your life i do too outside of the elimination diet that is not really truly hard um but there are a lot of difficult things going on in the world and just i know in each of our individual lives and so Kristen and I created this free product. It's really this beautiful downloadable that you can print up. You can put it on your fridge. Actually, I saw it on your fridge today. You have it up there. Mm -hmm. And it has 15 different verses that truly will give you hope during hard times, which we are all facing. And you can go to girldefined.com slash hope, girldefined.com slash hope to download that to really offer you some encouragement during these times. Yeah. And if you appreciate that free download and you appreciate this podcast and all of the content we put out at Girl Defined, which you know is pretty countercultural. It's pretty much going against the norms. Um, If you appreciate this as a Christian woman, please drop us a five-star review wherever you're listening. You may think, oh, like I hear that all the time. But seriously, we see every review. It really helps get this podcast exposed to more people like you who need hope, who need encouragement, um, and just helps us to get out there. I mean, there aren't a lot of Christian podcasts on the market. And so we want to keep this one going. We want to keep it strong. So please take like three seconds, even right now, as you're listening, as you're driving, as you're doing dishes, scroll down. Down, drop that five star oh review. Driving. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was terrible advice. Not as you're driving. If you're in the passenger seat, of course. I just blew their ears out with that one. <laughs> you blew my ears out. If you are in a place where you can safely leave that yes. five star review, seriously, y'all, it helps so much. Thank you for linking arms yeah. with us in this. Mm-hmm. You know, over the holiday break, I can't remember if I told y'all this or not, but I was off of social media for like 
a month. Were you doing that too or no? I kind of like did it unofficially. Slightly. Okay. Unofficially. The new year hit and I was like, okay, I can officially get back on. And it was just something I put in for myself. And even though it's several, you know, weeks past the new year, I found myself like not really wanting to fully get back on social media because I just find it so distracting in my life. And there are a lot of good things on there, but I don't know about you if you've ever felt like there are constantly things that are just pulling you away from Christ, from actually digging into the word, from focusing on him. And I know for me, social media is one of those things. And I, I'm i just going to confess that it's actually been really refreshing to have some time to just kind of like reevaluate and ask myself, who am I living for and mm-hmm. what am I living for? Because I know that I am so prone to wander, that I am so prone to distraction, to not living for Christ. And so I know I'm that way. And I think this is going to be an amazing conversation just to talk about that. Cause I know you probably face that too. You probably face that mm-hmm. distraction. You probably face that prone to wander away from Christ. Um, and I know I just need kind of like a, a reset. And so I hope that this is a reset for you too. Yeah. You know, one of the things we talked about right before we started recording is the fact that when we become Christians, we become Christ followers. And so, you know, it's really easy to let the lines kind of get blurred on like who we're actually following, not to use like the social media (laughs) example, but like really we say in name and I struggle with this just as much as the next girl, like, yeah, I'm a Christian woman, but then how often do my goals, my purposes, my identity, who I'm following, who I'm standing behind, especially these days, it's like, you got to get behind someone and stand your ground. Yeah. Some movement, some person, some leader. And we forget at the end of the day that we are Christian women, meaning we are Christ followers first and foremost. foremost, And so Christ must be the one that is ultimately defining our identity, our purpose, our goals, the reason we're on this totally. earth, what we're pursuing, our ultimate mindset. Um, everything about us should be defined by Christ, hence girl defined, yeah. right? But we can so easily forget that. And then here we find ourselves Christian women spinning our wheels, getting stressed out about stuff, so much anxiety and fear and worry. And we forget, yeah. wait a minute, who am I actually living totally. for? Like, what is my ultimate purpose? And and until we get back to that, yeah. I think we're going to face so many, so many struggles because we're not yeah. defining ourselves according to who God says we are. Yeah, and it, I think exactly what you said is just taking a step back and saying, okay, we claim this title, we call ourselves Christians, but then we often forget, you know, we forget yeah. that we are calling ourselves that for a purpose. And it's not just for the title, it's not just for the name, but it's about a relationship, who we're living for, who we're following. I remember there was a season in my life where I found myself really prone to distraction and really prone to living for something other than Christ. And now I just want to clarify, like, Kristen and I are not, we are not saying, like, in the past we have arrived. No, it's like, this is something that we struggle with. And I think that it's the reality of life on earth in this fallen world as sinners. Like, we are going to find ourselves distracted, not living for Christ. And that's why we need to constantly be reminded of who we're living for. But for me, it was really those years of singleness where you know, 18, 19, 20, into my later 20s, I found myself, you know, struggling to focus on Christ because I was really after this other goal. And I was really after this other person who I didn't know who this person was. But I know if you are single, I know you can relate to this struggle that it it, it can become all consuming in your mind. Like, oh, is it him? Is it him? Like, when am I going to get married? Am I going to get married? Am I going to meet him? And almost wanting that, this hope of like, God, just tell me like in 10 years, you'll be married and then I can live for you fully. But I'm just, yes. I'm just so distracted because I just don't know. And so it's so hard. And we kind of use this desire and this longing as an excuse to not 
fully focus on Christ. And for me, it was so hard. I had to really pray and cry out to God and ask him to refocus my heart on him and to make him my greatest love and my greatest desire and not this idea of marriage and this ideal future that I had in mind for myself, my greatest goal. And even though I called myself a Christian and I was a Christian and I had a relationship with God, I can tell you that so many times that took second place, maybe even Mm. third, fourth, fifth in my life because I was focused on this other thing, a thing that was good, but it turned bad because it became my ultimate. And it takes such intentionality, such prayer, such daily time in the word to focus on our main priority or the fact that you know, we're Christians. It takes such intentionality to keep that at the forefront of our minds because there's always going to be a new season. There's mm-hmm. always going to be something that changes. There's always going to be something pulling for our attention. Yeah. And it it's hard. It's it's a battle to focus on Christ. Yeah. One thing I love that you said in an episode we recorded a few times back on your journey of singleness is you said that until you realize that your purpose never changes, like your main purpose as a Christian woman is the same whether you're single or married, and that's to serve God and glorify him and build his kingdom. And I just remember you saying yes. that. And it was really encouraging even for me um, because I I have faced similar struggles. Um, The singleness was a little bit of a struggle, but not as much. But then, you know, I recorded a whole episode a few times ago sharing on my journey of infertility and just really wrestling with God's timeline for my life. I'm still on that journey. And for me, um, the wrestle I have found as a Christian woman in that way, I mean, there's a lot of other ways, but these are some of the bigger ones that stand out in our minds is finding my identity in my season of life rather than my identity as a Christian woman Mm. serving God and looking to the season of having kids. You know, I'm married, got that, woohoo! But now that longing to have children, which is a good and, you know, godly longing, just like even getting married can be. But when those things become the bullseye of our life, our whole identity and our purpose rests on getting that thing, then we know that good gift has turned into idolatry. It's turned into the thing we're now serving and worshiping and fighting for more than anything else. And that's when God's word says, you're out of line. Your heart's worship should be of Christ alone. Your purpose is to build his kingdom, to serve him first and foremost. And yeah, pray, cry out to God for the things you desire. But at the end of the day, trust him with those, Mm -hmm. surrender those things to him. And I know that continues to be a work in my heart of really wrestling with where is my truest identity found? I say I'm a Christian woman, but is following Christ and building his kingdom the truest pursuit of my heart? Or is it, you know, what can I do to get to this next season? Mm -hmm. And so I find myself over and over again being convicted by the word and going back to that, where is my true identity? And, you know, really, I know for both of us, we have never found more fulfillment and peace, not in getting the thing that we want or pray for, but finding that in Christ and in our relationship with him. So yeah, it's life-changing as we realize that Christ being at the center, it really does make all the difference. Yeah. And of course it doesn't make mean that life is easy or no. just like you get everything you want, like you said. And I I get it. I mean, there's something over here at Girl Defined Ministries that we face on a daily basis that makes it really hard to want to um like declare your like allegiance to Christ in so many ways. You know, it makes it there it's just hard. And so I know that you can probably relate to this. There may be a person who mocks you for your faith. Maybe it's at school or at work. Uh, Maybe it's a relationship you're in that maybe you need to get out of. Uh, But maybe there's something in your life that just makes it difficult to stand for Christ and to follow him. Um, And for us at Girl Defined Ministries, it's so much of the world of social media. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Uh, You know, we face pushback and um, emails and messages and DMs to people telling us we need to be quiet. We need to, you know, stop talking about this. This is actually, you know, the message of Christ and his word is damaging to women. It's actually hurting women. We face that every 
single day, people like really rallying to silence girl defined ministries. And I can tell you just honestly that mm-hmm. we, the both of two of us, the, the both of us, <laughs> the two of us <laughs> often get distracted because we start reading those messages. We start reading those emails and we, we almost start changing our message to mm-hmm. one of defense or, hey, well, this is, you know, and we put ourselves in the picture rather than saying, hey, that's beside the point. That's not what this is about. Who is the community that we are seeking to serve? Who, where are the sisterhood? Like we want to serve them and we want to point them to Christ and making Christ the central focus of our message. We have to get back to that because we get distracted and we get focused on the people and what they're doing and the messages and the mean comments that we're getting. And and we forget who we're actually living for and who Mm -hmm. Girl Defined Ministries is all about. It's not about Kristen and Bethany. It's not about the two of us. It's not about making our names great or getting a certain amount of followers or, you know, not getting canceled. Really, that's not what it's about. It's about Mm -hmm. saying, God, we are your servants and we want to point others to you as imperfectly as we do. Like, help us teach us, grow us, you know, like sh- bring people into our life who genuinely love us and want to help us, you know, critique us in a, in, in a helpful way. Yeah. But g- get us out of the way. It's not about us. It's about you. And do whatever it takes to point the sisterhood to you. Um, and if you want to use us in any small part to make that happen, that's awesome. And once we choose to get ourselves out of the way and say, God, this is about you. It doesn't matter really if people want us canceled or not, because your work will prevail. Your work will continue yeah. on. And we're here to serve you as long as you mm-hmm. want us to. And that's something I think we can all relate to. There's a passage in Galatians 1.10 that says, for now, am I seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that's really the heart of like what we are living for and want to live for so imperfectly. Um, and I know what you want as well in your mm-hmm. own life and what we're praying you want in your own life. Saying it doesn't matter if someone says a horribly mean comment on social media or to your face or sends a text or an email, whatever it is. It's not about the approval of man. It really doesn't matter if they like you or not. It's about living for God and getting into his word and saying, God, help me to reflect your character. Help me to reflect your heart. Help me to be truly a Christ follower, a reflection, an example Mm -hmm. of you, not of myself. And it's just taking on that servant's mindset and striving to live that out. Yeah, which is hard when people don't like you. (laughs) Like, I'll be the first to say- I love it. I love being hated. Yeah, I'll be the first to say that, and you've heard me talk about this before, I really don't like not being liked. You know, honestly, and this is Kristen speaking, I I want to be liked. I want people to give me approval and two thumbs up and like five stars and way to go. And so when I personally see a lot of the pushback and like, really, I mean, emails that can be pretty hateful, um, it's hard for me. And I find myself that fear creeping into my heart of like, well, maybe I should soften this message. Yeah. Like maybe I should be a little bit more quiet or just say like the Christian things that are only hope filled and encouraging and nothing controversial, nothing politically incorrect, nothing that the Bible Nothing politically incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> Way past that. Way past that. But I find myself giving into that fear. So I love Galatians 1.10 because it's like, oh, it pierces my heart every time. Whose approval am I seeking? And I know as you're listening to this right now, you can ask yourself that. And whatever yeah. sphere God has you in, like, how are you struggling right now to wholeheartedly serve Christ? Like, whose approval are you seeking yeah. as you look at your life and you think about about your work. Whose approval are you seeking? Do you find that tension of like, I want to please those in leadership and they're asking me to compromise or I know they expect me to stay silent about my faith? Who are you ultimately living for, right? Or maybe it's your friendships. You're constantly feeling this tension of like, some friends are following Christ, others aren't. You find yourself in the middle. You want everyone to like you. 
I'm holding my hands up saying, amen, I understand that. Yeah. Like, it's a real struggle. But again, Galatians 2.10, whose approval are you seeking? Are you seeking it of God or your friends? Or how about school? For those of you in school, in college, um, pursuing higher education, I know yeah. that is a sphere right now for where sure. mostly across the board, it's very anti-God. Absolutely. I mean, if you're the one of the exceptions going to a really solid, biblically grounded school, that's one thing. I know there are still temptations, though, that you face yeah. there, peer pressure, all of that. But across the board, most educational yeah. systems right now are not encouraging you to stand for your faith, to stand for what God stands for. And so, boom, rubber meets the road every single day that you go to school. Whose approval are you living for, Absolutely. a man or God? Or maybe it's your romantic relationships. I mean, this is a big one, whether married, dating, engaged. Hopefully you, relationship. Relationship. Romant- <laughs> well, for all of those listening <laughs> in general. Um, yeah, but I mean, romantic relation, you're, that relationship you're in and you're thinking, man, I feel a pull. Like this guy I'm with, he is really tempting me to compromise constantly on faith things that I know God is calling me to stand for in his word. And ultimately, who am I trying to please, this guy? Or am I trying to please God? Who am I living for? And then you've already mentioned, Bethany, social media. I know if you're listening to this, you're engaging in a form of social media, right? Podcasting. You may not be on all the platforms, but if you are, you see the tension. You see the reality every day of standing for what Christ stands for, standing for what the Bible calls true. I mean, even the word truth right now Uh. is just so, it is like defined in a hundred million different ways. Whatever your truth is for you is kind of the truth of the day, right? And it changes and it can be very personal, but God's word says there's a standard for truth. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And so are you going to stand by that? You know, like on social media, are you going to be, are you going to stand with God or live to please those who think differently, who you just want to get more followers from? I mean, every single day we face that challenge of Galatians of who am I living to please, God or man? Well, and we won't know how to stand for truth if we're not in the truth, you know? So I think that's so, so, so incredibly important. Important. And I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 10, where we talked about Bible reading and personal devotions, yeah. because that will give you all the tools you need to know how to come up with a plan, how to get into the Word, and how to become a woman of the Word and actually know the Word for yourself. And it is a journey of learning and growing. And, um, you know, when you are 80, if God allows you to live that long, you're going to understand the Word in ways so much deeper and better than you do now. But it's a journey, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit as Christians to guide us and open our eyes, the helper to teach us and to reveal things to us within there. But if you are not in the Word, it's going to be really difficult mm. to stand for truth. Um, I want to share a scripture of passage, a scripture of passage from scripture. <laughs> My brain is literally <laughs> it's twisted okay. today. You're, good. You're just saying it a little backwards, but I get the point. I get it. They get it. We all get it. I've done this like three times. Now. You know what? It's the elimination <laughs> diet. I know. It's the elimination <laughs> diet. I, I have this mode where I'm like, uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just started this morning, y'all. So There's grace. So, grace abounds. Grace so abounds. Literally crazy. Okay. So, Getting back to the point that our life is about Christ. That is the number one purpose number one purpose of our yes, life. Yes. He died to give us a new life in him. And so we have to make sure that that is the core, that is the the north star that we are shooting after. And Galatians 2 20 through 21 lays it out so incredibly clearly. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Mm. This verse packs everything in it, like your purpose, why Christ came to die, the fact that we don't live according to works and obeying the law anymore, because then Christ 
Christ's entire purpose for dying and raising from the dead would be pointless. I mean, it packs everything in there. I encourage you to go read Galatians 2 for yourself, but this verse just, these two verses encourage us to remember that we've been crucified with Christ. Crucified means you are dead. You are on the cross. You are no longer about you. So we have been crucified with Christ. Our fleshly selves, our sinful selves, it's no longer about us. It's not about living for me. It's not about living to make my name great, but Christ lives in us now. If we've accepted Jesus Christ as our personal savior, we've taken on a new identity. We are his. We are his children. He Mm -hmm. gives us the strength now to live for him, to follow him. We've been radically changed. And the life we live now, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us so much that he gave himself for us. And we don't say, okay, I'm trying to, you know, do all the right things so that I can please him. We're saying, no, God, you gave yourself for me. And I am going to, out of an act of love, out of obedience, live for you, to strive, to glorify you, to honor you. And I just, I can only imagine how how radically transformed like social media, your friend groups, um, you know, even our own churches would look if those of us who are Christians actually mm. made living for Christ our number one priority. If we mm. said, I, it's no longer about me. It is about Christ. Like how drastically would that change everything? So I really encourage you to go and yeah. meditate on that passage for yourself. And if you're like, I haven't even opened up my Bible in months, go to Galatians 2, 20 through 21. That would be a great place to start. Yeah. Something else that has helped me, that verse, hugely helpful. Another one is just remembering that this earth isn't our home, but it it really feels like our home so often, right? Like as a Christian woman, I forget that this time on earth isn't forever. And I, I get stuck in like the here and now and my goals and what I'm doing or the pushback or the fear. And I forget like, wait a minute, this time on earth is so short and God is calling me as a Christian woman to be a light and to live for him um, for a much bigger purpose to proclaim the gospel, for to sure. help, you know, as he's helped me understand his truth and become saved through the gospel, proclaiming that truth to others and helping others find the way because this earth, this life on this earth is so, so short and then it's over and it's over forever. And then boom, we are in immediately. We enter all of eternity Mm -hmm. forever and ever and ever. And so a verse that helps to realign my heart as I get stuck on this earth and the trials and like the realities. I mean, we have to live on this earth and we face all sorts of things and it can be so easy to forget, like, wait a minute, I'm actually just passing through. And 2 Corinthians 5, 20 through 21 reminds us when it says, therefore, we are ambassadors Mm -hmm. for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we Mm -hmm. might become the righteousness of God. And just that reminder that we're ambassadors, like you think of someone going to another country and being an ambassador in that country. They're going as a representative of the country they came from. And God is saying in this verse, you're actually ambassadors of heaven in a sense, right? Like your eternal home is heaven, but I'm putting you on this earth for a time to be an ambassador of heaven, essentially to be an ambassador of Jesus. Jesus came, he knew no sin, he became sin for us. And now that he did that for us, we're called to become the righteousness of God through Christ. We take on his righteousness. We are messengers on this earth, building God's kingdom, spreading the gospel. And that's our greatest purpose. 
And so truly, if we accomplished little else on this earth, especially what the world would say is success, but we wholeheartedly embraced our mission to make disciples, to serve God, to build his kingdom, if that was our heart's focus and our worship, it would be a very successful life. Like even if we never got a single like, praise on Instagram, on social media, no one ever gave us a certificate or anything for anything we did, but we were wholeheartedly serving God um, as ambassadors, then we would get to heaven. And that's when we want to hear our Savior say, well, done, good and faithful servant. Notice it's not well done, good and faithful king or something where it's like, okay, yeah, ruler. It's like, well done, good and faithful servant. We're on this earth to serve, to be Christ. And that's our mission. Mm -hmm. And that's our greatest mission. And when we remember that, it just kind of brings everything into focus. Well, and you know, the words you're speaking are actually very radical. <laughs> like, it's like, yes, we live for Christ. He's our number one. But that's, like, really radical. Um, I think even in some ways amongst Christians, it can be so radical because we get so caught up living mm-hmm. for ourselves. And, you know, we actually wrote a book called Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. And we included the word radical in there because mm-hmm. living for Christ is so different. And if we just go in and say, I'm a Christian, I'm going to live for Christ, and you just expect everything to be easy-peasy, normal, no big deal, like, you're going to be in for quite the shock because living for Christ, it's radical. It's different. It's saying I'm taking on a completely different identity. I'm living for something completely different that is not of this world. It's radical. So if you want some additional encouragement as you strive to follow Mm. him, Girl Defined, the book, is all about helping equip you as a woman to embrace those radical differences um, as a Christian woman and to understand how to live them out. We share so many stories to so that you can feel encouraged knowing, okay, I'm not in this alone. There are other sisters in this world doing this. Um, So I really encourage you to grab a copy of Girl Defined. And just think about in your own life, um, if you embrace that radically different purpose of being an ambassador for Christ, of making Christ your number one priority, Imagine the different areas in your life that it would impact. Think about your goals. Um, you know, popular New Year's goals, or maybe it's like halfway through the year, you're like, okay, I want to work on some goals or just hashtag goals. Think about what your goals would look like if living for Christ, living as an ambassador, knowing that you are crucified with Christ, if it's not about you, imagine how how much that would impact your goals mm. or your relationships um not only your romantic relationship in your own life but also just your your those around you your you know your relationship with your parents your relationship with your boss your relationship with just anyone who you are in direct contact with if you are an ambassador for Christ or your identity um this is huge identity mm, or yeah. even your sexuality um if living for Christ and it's saying i am crucified with Christ it is no longer about me i am not my number one priority. Living for him is my number one priority. Imagine how that would impact your decisions and your thoughts and ultimately your feelings and just the choices that you make in that area or who you choose to stand for in that area Mm. and which movements you choose to back. Um, That's why you've got to be in God's word because you've got to know what he says. Politics, so hot button right now Mm -hmm. and pretty much always and, you know, can feel like things are getting more and more polarized and people are just, you know, being driven further apart, but remembering not only we st- you need to stand for truth, but then also being in the Word so you know how to stand for truth in a loving, kind way, yeah. um, and knowing the life of Jesus, how He stood for truth, and knowing how to imitate that and live that out. Um, and then finally, on social media, I think that um, you know that kind of encompasses so much of our generation and and what we are involved in, yeah. um, and just knowing how to be a light for Christ. Um, you know, on social media, whichever platform that is, and and maybe even evaluating, like, do I even need to be on 
some of these platforms. Maybe I need to even, you know, take a permanent break from these and and get rid of them altogether. Um, Being a Christian woman calls for a radically different vision. It calls for a radically different life. Um, It calls for a radically different purpose. And, you know, that's that's what we're here for, to strive after that ourselves, to pray that God would equip us um, as imperfectly as we do, and then to encourage you along the mm-hmm. way. Being radical is hard, wouldn't you say? <laughs> really hard. Sometimes I just want to fit in. I just want to be like everyone else. And then we see that call in scripture. Like, yeah. no, I mean, even the word holy, it means set apart. And yeah. God is calling his people to be set apart to point others to him. Like if we look just like the world in every way, shape and form, the way we talk, the way we speak, what we do, our goals, then how is the world going to see Christ in us? Like we are called to be radical. (laughs) Yeah. Not just to be different, but to show the world Christ in us. Like we're called to be like Christ so they can see him in us and go, okay, I see hope. I see something different. I'm not sure I like it, but I'm curious. Like I want to know more about that. You know, something that really helps me, especially right now when there's just um, so much controversy, so much hate, so much, um, I don't know, like I'm trying to find the words to say, like there's uh, just so much division division, yes. division going on and there's just so much uncertainty about mm-hmm. the future, right? Like right now there is so much uncertainty and it can be scary and I can find my own heart feeling anxious and fearful because I like to kind of know what's coming. I yeah. like to, even as a Christian, like, okay, I'm going to have a safe and secure future as a Christian, right? Sure. And like there are no guarantees of anything. And um, I find myself putting my hope in the wrong things and I know I'm putting my hope in the wrong things when I allow that fear and all of that worry about the future to consume me that I know, wait a minute, I am focusing on the wrong things. Yes, there is uncertainty. Yes, there is division. There's hard things. And God calls us to walk in that with grace. He gives us strength. But our hope, it's ultimately not in this life. It's not on this earth. It's not in our leaders. It's not in our experiences. It's not in being liked by our peers or seeking others' approval. Ultimately, when our hope is in Christ, that's when we have true freedom, true security, true peace in our hearts, because there can be so much churning in the world around us, even in our own family. And there can be so much division, but in our hearts, we find peace and we find hope because it's in Christ. And Philippians 2, 9 through 11, such a powerful reminder. It says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and given Mm. him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every time should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What an incredible reminder that although we have leaders on this earth and we have those in positions of authority, at the end of all things, um, Christ is victorious. Or is it really the beginning of all things? Ooh, (laughs) the beginning of all things. Christ is victorious. And this verse is reminding us that although there are many not bowing the knee to Jesus right now and claiming him as king, at the end of all things, like, you know, when this, when Christ comes back, Philippians is telling us that every knee will bow. There will be a day of reckoning. There will be a day when all eyes are opened. The blind can fully see that Jesus is Lord and King. And so let's remember that as Christians, as we serve Christ right now, that the victory belongs to him, Mm -hmm. you know? And so as you feel discouraged because you might feel like I'm the only one pursuing Christ and I feel the tension every single day right where God has me. But remember, he has you there for a reason. He has you there to be an ambassador, to be a light, seek his strength, and then remember that ultimately at the end, he is victorious. Victory in Jesus, Jesus. my Savior forever. Okay. (laughs) I actually like those old hymns. I wish we would sing them more. We're not singers, Um, though, just FYI. I, well, I am, but, you know, as you could tell, (laughs) it was really good. Um, And, you know, we want to 
kind of finish with not only a word of hope, but just like uh, remembering that it takes endurance and you don't have to do it on your own. You have the power of Christ, the strength of Christ within you. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, uh, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 gives us that encouragement. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Yes, sin. There are so many hindrances and things that entangle. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So not each other's races, the race that God has set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy, remembering that this is the joy that is set before him. He endured the cross. God, he speaks of that in terms of joy. Like he knew what this would ultimately accomplish. He scorned its shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. And that's, I love the whole passage because it's not just you run that race. You Mm -hmm. got it. It's ultimately about Christ. He is our example. He is at the right hand of God and use his example to give you that encouragement not to grow weary. He considered the cross a joy that was set before him because he knew what the ultimate goal was. And so we can remember that the ultimate goal of this life isn't our own glory, but the glory of Christ living for him that moment when we will hear, well done, good and faithful Mm. servant, and spend forever with our Savior. That's what we're living for. So we are called to be faithful with the life that God has given us. Um, And that brings me such hope. When Christ is the center and we keep our eyes on Him, I think that's what truly gives us the perseverance to go on. And if you're needing those reminders, again, download that freebie that we created, 15 verses to give hope during hard times. We made this for you, for the sisterhood, to keep God's truth in front of you. So as you're losing hope, as you're getting discouraged, as you're getting off track, which we do all the time, um, like Bethany said, I have this printed on my fridge. I see it regularly, especially when I'm making my coffee. So it's a good moment. I'm like, got my coffee. Got Don't my scripture. Coffee and oh, mocha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or bread, or sugar, or popsicles. Or potatoes, or, okay. Or <laughs> I see the 15 verses, and I see those scriptures, and I am. My eyes are. It's like refocused back on Christ. So go download that right now. Girldefined.com/hope. Girldefined.com/hope. That is our gift to you. And then again, help us spread the word by leaving a review. Five stars really help other girls like you find this encouragement, find this Christian um, resource that they may need in their lives, especially right now. And then again, The Girl Defined Book, a great resource. I wish I had had it when I was a young woman. Um, It would have made such a difference in my life. We wrote that as a way for you to really dig into God's word and understand what does it mean to be a girl defined by God? What is God's radical design for beauty, femininity, and identity? We unpack all of that with some really hilarious stories too. Inside Girl Defined, you can find that at girldefined.com slash books. You can just look that up on our website. Um, And we just want to end by saying, Sister Press On. We actually have a shirt in our shop that says Sister Press On, and I love it. It's super cute. But just that reminder that um, you are serving a king. He is victorious in the end. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. Sister Press On. And come on over and hang out with us on Instagram. We would love to hang out with you. We have weekly content, encouragement, verses, lives, all sorts of fun stuff. So come hang out with us. Until then, we will see you guys next week episode 12.